Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Poetry Corner Podcast. This is your host, Matt Foster, for all those who didn't know. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is definitely part two to Workplace Conflict. And this is dedicated to all the employees out there who working hard and are still dealing with those horrible bosses, who's working hard and still dealing with those negative, toxic co-workers, the instigators, those who stay in your business, the nosy co-workers, those who run to the boss on you for just about anything. I'm going to give a bit of you know an insight, if you will, on how to navigate the workspace while having a peace of mind. So that way you can get through your workday in peace with joy. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, anyway, without further ado, I'm not even going to hold you. Let's get into the show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Poetry Corner Podcast. This is your host, Matt Foster, for all those who didn't know. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Late Night Talk. This has become a very popular segment on the show. <laughs> and I just want to appreciate all you amazing listeners who tune in day after day, night after night, to the Poetry Corner Podcast. Definitely just been, you know, showing me so much love and, you know, uh, supporting the podcast, and I truly appreciate that. Um, but, you know, what I'm here to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, is workplace conflict. Now, I recently quit my job and went full-time podcaster. And all the events leading up to that were all the situations I dealt with at work. The horrible bosses, the nosy co-workers, the instigators, the liars. I had so much formed against me, ladies and gentlemen, it was ridiculous. And I still held my head for eight months at that job. For eight months, I dealt with the lies, the accusations of call-ins. You know, there's one uh, instance, if you will, there's one instance that a coworker accused me of calling in. I was there on the clock. I clocked in at 1251 back in November of last year. So we're going to say November 14. My coworker had my boss pull me to the side. November 14th. She talked to me about, you know, calling off that day. Why did I call off that day? And I let her know. I said, hey, ma'am, you know, I was here on the clock and I showed her, you know, my time clock. You think, you know, being a supervisor, she would pay more attention to that. Than, but no, you know, um, I understand life gets busy. Everybody has their own life outside of work. But as a supervisor, you are in charge of your employee's schedule. If they make any sudden changes, like you know, calling in, you know, uh, clocking out early or anything like that, you're you're going to be made aware of that. Especially working for the company I work with, which um work for, which was Walmart. Okay, I used to work for Walmart, and I know there are a lot of horrible videos on YouTube, all over, you know, every podcast platform. I'm talking about why I quit my Walmart job, why I quit the Walmart job, why working for Walmart sucks. Why I'm about to quit my Walmart job. You know, it's so many videos. It goes to show that maybe the rate of pay isn't worth staying there. If, you know, it's a toxic work environment. And a lot of Walmarts around the nation, sadly, does have a very toxic work environment. But anyway, my supervisor, she pulled me to the side. She was like, hey, you know, 
Uh, the crew said that you took off that day. They were short staffed and everything like that. And I'm like, how? I showed her the schedule. I showed her, you know, the time I clocked in, the time I took my lunch break and everything. I was on the clock that day. I was on the clock the day that they accused me of being off. They knew I was there. There are two in particular co-workers, not, you know, not to name names, for you know legalities, of course. Don't want to get sued here. But we'll just call them Charlie and Jake. Charlie and Jake for legal reasons. We're going to call them Charlie and Jake. Charlie and Jake always accused me of either being late when I clocked in four minutes before they did. You know, there was a time I was living out of my car and they still accused me of being late. I was living out of my car and working for Walmart. I was there every day, even on days I was off because, you know, at the time I was homeless. And on my days off, I was just browsing stuff, you know, making a list of stuff to get when I finally did, you know, get my apartment. And how, if I'm there every day, even on my days off, how am I, you know, calling on? How am I calling in? Where am I going to go? You know, when I was homeless, where was I going to go? <laughs> you know? So long story short, Charlie and Jake, you know, went to the supervisor on me about any and everything. Lo and behold, I had an inside coworker who was close to them. They were trying to push everybody out of the deli so they can run it by themselves because they feel like how they do it is right. You know, those type of uh, coworkers who believe that they know how to run the entire company. Instead of being a team and working as a team with everybody, they'll pretend to be a friend. They'll befriend you. You know what I mean? Say, hey, you know, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. You know, this is what we do. This is how we write down times. We check the temperatures before we serve it. This is how we wrap it and all this other stuff. Like they did me. They befriended me like they related to me. I let them know where I was from. I let them know, hey, I'm from Philly. I'm not from here. You know, I'm not from Idaho. And just and they befriended me just fine. Lo and behold, though, when they was going to the bars after work, they was talking about me. And then it be, you know, and then it became where they would talk about me when I would take a bathroom break. They would talk about me when I would go on my lunch break. And I found out from the coworker that was close to them, he was also close to me. They didn't like how I worked. They didn't like how I was a friendly person. They didn't like how, you know, I was a people person. I brought people who usually wouldn't come to the deli to the deli because of my warm, you know, inviting personality. Well, when God gives you a talent, it's in you, not on you. And there is no one to this day that can match the type of personality that I had at that, you know, job. Once again, when God gives you a talent, it's not in you, it's, on, it's not on you, it's in you. Let me reiterate, when God gives you a talent, it's not on you, it's in you. So long story short, they then, when that situation didn't work, they then go to the boss saying that I was late. I clocked in 20 minutes late. When I was already clocked in at 12.51 and I was in the deli doing my job, by the time they got there at 12.56, we worked a 1 to 10 shift, by the way. And the 1 to 10 shift, you can you know, get there a few minutes early. But I was a whole nine minutes early every day. I literally, ladies and gentlemen, can go through my uh, screenshots, my recent screenshots of my time clock, and I can you know read them out loud to you. 
1251 from Monday. Because I had Tuesday and Wednesday off, so Tuesday and Wednesday really didn't count. So I had Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 1251 when I clocked in. 9.52 when I clocked out or 9.56 or 10 o'clock at night when I clocked out. They then go and tell the boss later that week, that same week, that I was clocking out early. Now, for all those who don't know, Walmart does have, indeed, a PTO system, meaning paid time off if you need it, and protected paid time off, meaning you don't have to call in if you use your paid protected time. I would suggest that you do to give everybody a heads up, you know, to be a respectful employee, to be respectful to your boss. I would recommend calling in and still using your PPTO. But there are those associates who just use the PPTO and they're still good to go. They're golden because that protected paid time off doesn't have to be verified by a supervisor. It just the system automatically does it. So this one in particular day, I had about 10 hours of paid protected time off, right? And I had an appointment to go check out some apartments right before I got the one I currently have. So I used some of that paid protected time off and I let them know, hey, you know, I won't be here this day because of this. So that way I'm not living out of my car anymore. And I let my supervisor know she made note of it. So how then did, you know, uh, Jake and his boy, Charlie, go and snitch on me? You see what I mean? They were always coming up with some type of scheme to try to get me out of there. To this one in particular day, I said enough is enough. You know, we're allowed to wear the aprons because I work in the deli once again. We're allowed to wear the aprons if we're, you know, stocking the solids in front of the uh you know, in front of the deli, that cold case that has the uh, hard-boiled eggs and wrapped in plastic and uh, the burger, the frozen burgers and all that other stuff, you know, uh, just the uh, tuna sandwiches and, you know, the hoagies that we have on display, you know, if you're stocking the salads on the other side, you know, you're good, you know, to wear the apron. So this one in particular day, I have my apron on. And mind you, I've been here for eight months. It's never been a problem. My supervisor said, hey, I'm about to write you up because you know you're not supposed to wear the apron outside of the deli. At that point, I was done. You know, between Charlie and Jake and my supervisors always pulling me to the side, coaching me for this and coaching me for that. Not to mention, okay, besides Charlie and Jake's nonsense, not to mention the store manager. I mean, the department manager, sorry. Store manager was an excellent guy. The department manager who coached me on false accusations of calling in the, what, the first week I started working there, I was homeless. I was there every day. It got to the point where security would ask me, why are you here every day? You know what I mean? I had store associates saying, why are you here every day? I didn't let them know at that time that I was homeless. I was like, oh, I'm just making a list of stuff that I got to get, you know, that I got to buy for my apartment and everything like that. It's all okay, cool. So if I'm here every day, how, how, how was I calling in? Where was I going to go? Sleeping in a car in the cold. You see, those are the type of situations, you know, that led up to me leaving a job. I'd rather have a peace of mind. And I have a proof 
I mean, I have a proof. I have proof, ladies and gentlemen. I have all my screenshots of my clock in and clock out times. And I would highly recommend you screenshot your clock in and clock out time if you're dealing with a work environment such as this. In case, you know, you choose to get a lawyer in your, you know, uh, defense of your situation or your pers- in the defense of your perspective, you know, if you choose to get a lawyer, you know, keep your screenshots like I do. But anyway, I'm not going that route. I just chose to pack up and leave and have peace of mind. And mind you, the day I left, I was just doing my job, you know, stocking the solids, stocking, you know, the meat wall, stocking, you know, uh, uh, the sandwiches. I was just doing my job. Not bothering absolutely nobody, not bothering no one, ladies and gentlemen. Doing the exact job I got hired for. Now, mind you, I did have one headphone in. And my boss asked me to take it off. I kindly t- t- took it off. And I know I stumbled there. I had a cup of coffee, ladies and gentlemen. Bear with me. But when she asked me to take off the headphones, I took off the headphones. And then I wore the apron on the floor. And she said, oh, no, nah, you know, it'll get dirty. You know, I told you about this before. When did you tell me? I've been here eight months. When did you tell me that wearing the apron outside the deli uh, to stock salad in the cold case was a problem. Been here eight months, never heard nothing about it. You just coming up with these new laws or regulations out of nowhere? See, and that's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, if you have no peace of mind because of your supervisors always coming to you, the more you do, the more you become qualified for many different positions, the more supervisors will harass you. Because despite what they tell you, despite what they show, Despite what they think they know, the higher-ups will take note of an employee who becomes a people person. You go from being a meek and quiet individual to being the talk around a water cooler in the office or in a retail store or in a restaurant. Don't think that your, uh, 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 don't think that your duties, don't think that you know, your hard work, don't think that you know, your personality is going unnoticed. Because in the word of God, it says that your talent will put you in the presence of great men, meaning everything you're doing so well is going to put you in the presence of greatness. You can meet the CEO of the company. They might decide to do a commercial at your location, you know what I mean, for the business, and they want to put you as a star. Don't you think the supervisors know that? Don't you think the department managers know that? HR knows that? So what they're going to do, they're going to keep coming at you with every little thing to push you to quit. But if your work environment is toxic, then the best option is to quit. And that's what I chose to do. When my blood pressure started getting all high and I started getting worked up like I wanted to fight somebody, the only thought in my mind was fighting all my coworkers. That's when I knew I had to pack up and quit. That's when I knew I had to pack up and leave and say enough is enough. Enough is enough. I'm fed up. I'm done. I go through too much, you know, at this job. I was losing sleep. My sleep schedule wasn't normal. My podcasting schedule wasn't normal. For all those who were OG fans of the Poetry Corner podcast, you guys know for a fact, I used to upload weekly. 
daily for an entire week. And I kept that trend going for about two months, two and a half months, up until, you know, um, I started this job, you know, and I was with the company for an entire year. I just transferred after two and a half months to another Walmart location, which I was, you know, was here for eight months at this location. And that all stopped. And that's another thing, another insight I want to give you, ladies and gentlemen, if your work is interrupting what you love to do, what you're gifted to do, your side business, your side hustle is impacted by your work, it is time to quit. Find ways to work around it or quit. And if you can't find any common ground, there is no middle ground to come to then the best option, ladies and gentlemen, is to walk away and focus on your gift, focus on your side hustle. Because nine times out of 10, nowadays, a lot of side hustles are being you know, converted into main jobs, paying that well. I know a lot of Instacart workers, a lot of DoorDash workers making good money in certain locations. It depends on the geographical location of where you're, you know, the area you're serving. But I know a lot of podcasters making good money. I know a lot of uh, bloggers, vloggers making money. I know a lot of YouTube uh, 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 influencers making good money. Still doing small time, you know, small time YouTube channels making good money. Because they decided to walk away from that toxic work environment. If it's impacting your health, if it's impacting your sleep, if it's impacting the way you think, if it's impacting the way you feel, if you wake up with the dread, ladies and gentlemen, of going to work, you get a pit filling in your gut and a slight pain in your chest, it's time to quit. If you wake up and you got gray hairs all of a sudden, it's time to quit. You have a toxic work environment and it is time to quit. Now, I know I went off on a bit of a tangent tonight in this episode on my recent experiences. On my recent experiences as to why I quit. There were a lot more reasons than this, but I didn't want to drag this episode out. I dealt with so much, ladies and gentlemen. It impacted me so negatively. I almost quit my podcast. I almost just stopped doing everything because of how I was feeling. I felt like a nobody. No matter what I did was not right enough. Wasn't good enough. I didn't feel qualified to do this podcast anymore. That's how low they made me feel working at that Walmart. And if any Walmart VPs, any Walmart supervisors, any Walmart store managers hear this episode. I have no disdain against the company whatsoever, but I have to be truthful. Because of those two employees, they're going to drag down that entire store. Because of that, oh, uh, we are a team, me and you, and that's it type of mentality. You know, I was good in the community, this entire community in which I lived now, vouched for me. It, it, it brought joy to my heart, ladies and gentlemen. About two months ago, I had a customer come up to me. 
and they just got done burying their, you know, their husband. And their grandmother was sick in the hospital. And I brought a smile to her face. I said, hey, welcome to the, you know, welcome to the Walmart deli. How can I help you? And she was like, that was the brightest smile I've gotten all day. And I needed that. And I said, yeah, welcome. No problem. You know, how can I be today? You know what I mean? Like, um, and she was like, well, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to look around. And let her, you know, peruse at her own leisure, so to speak. I let her, you know, look around, you know, see what we had during the hot case. And when she chose her selection, I said, you know what, man, I'm going to do you one better. You know, she chose an eight piece tender meal, which is uh, boneless barbecue or boneless uh, General Tso's chicken or general, I mean, orange chicken with two sides, be it potato wedges and corn or mashed potatoes or whatever you choose. But anyway, she chose her two sides and she chose just an eight piece. I said, man, I got you one better because she only had about four no, 446, which is the cost of a regular boneless, you know, uh, a regular boneless order without, you know, the sides. So I gave her a little extra because I felt bad that, you know, she buried her husband. It's always hard losing someone you love and you never want to sit back and treat a customer. You never want to treat a customer like they're just an expense to the company. You don't want to treat them like they're just another dollar. So what I showed her was the love of Christ in my heart. And I said, ma'am, here you go. I gave her a little, a little extra of everything. I didn't give her too much. I just gave her a little extra. Like instead of an eight piece, I gave her a 10 piece of bonus. You know, instead of like, you know, uh, a little bit of mashed potatoes, I gave her, you know, an extra scoop. I gave her an extra scoop of corn on the side. And that brought tears of joy to her eyes. And you know what Charlie and Jake did when they saw that I gave her that extra? They was like, no, 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 she's going to have to pay too much. You know, and they start taking some of the food out of, you know, her order. So it's to an exact T. I get it. Company standards. I get that. You know, you got to serve exact portions. I get that. But when someone comes to you, a customer comes to you and say, I just lost the love of my life. I had to bury him or her. My, now my grandmother is in the hospital sick and she's she could be put on life support. That's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking. So what I tried to do was give her a blessing to try to bring joy to her heart. And these two haters, and yes, I'm going to call them haters, tried to rob her of her blessing. She walked out of the store with tears in her eyes and that infuriated me. So bad. And that was back in October, ladies and gentlemen. That infuriated me so bad. I had to go into a corner and I had to pray. Uh, I had to ask the Lord for forgiveness for choice words I said about Charlie and Jake. Because, man, I would have got terminated that, that day. I would have fought both of them hands down. I would have fought both of them hands down. But the Lord told me to let it slide, you know, forgive them, let it slide. And I did. Now, I don't know what became of that customer, but I pray and hope that, you know, she got that blessing that she deserved. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you are dealing with a situation much like that, you know, where you're trying to find some peace in your work environment and you have a coworker or coworkers, plural, who are plotting against you every turn. It, 
Do yourself a favor. Choose peace over a paycheck and walk away. You got to know when, how this, you know, this one country song goes. You got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. Meaning, you got to know when to fold and say, I'm done. And in that instance, ladies and gentlemen, where my, my supervisor says, ah, I'm not going to write you up for wearing an apron. You know, you're not supposed to wear it and all this other stuff. I was like, you know what? Done. Absolutely done. And I, will, I chose to walk away. I choose peace over a paycheck. And the blessing is I got a second job offer anyway. That same week, I got a job offer. That same week. Well, the week before, actually, I got a job offer, you know, the week before I quit. And I got a second job offer the week I did quit. So two job offers between that time frame. You see, you don't know what God has in store for you. You don't know what God has in store for you until you leave a toxic work environment. Ladies and gentlemen, I have never felt so more, so free. I have never felt so free. I have never felt so much joy. I can podcast now full time. I can bring you guys episode after episode after episode after after episode like this week. We're we going we to keep it flowing. I got, you know, an episode coming up with a very special guest and a good friend of mine. She's a author and songwriter. In the same day, I have an episode dropping earlier that day with another good friend of mine who's a, you know, advocate for those who are dealing with schizophrenia. And he's a fellow poet as well. Like I said, and I have this episode for you guys dropping tonight. And tomorrow night, we have Late Night Sessions 37. I told you, I'm going to keep it flowing, ladies and gentlemen, in 2023. I got y'all. I felt bad in 2021. You know, I was, I was kind of spotty with it in 2022. It was kind of hit or miss. Some months were better than others. But in 2023, we're going to keep it rocking. To, you know, to, to show you guys all the love that you gave me, to show you guys, you know, all the love, it, oh my goodness, it, it overjoyed my heart one day. When I went on break, and I was working for Walmart, <laughs> I went on my lunch break, and I got an email from one of my listeners who really enjoyed the show and really wanted to be a part of it. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know what? Of course. Why not? I'm always willing to let you showcase your gift and your talent on the Poetry Corner podcast. If you want to showcase your talent, be it poetry, singing, art, whatever it is, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, we can showcase art in the Poetry Corner podcast because... The app I used to record now allows for uh, uh, video recording. So therefore, you can showcase your art on the Poetry Corner podcast. But I'm always, always, always going to be an advocate for those who have a true talent in life, ladies and gentlemen. Is that If there is a TV show idea, 
If there's an idea for a business or if you have your own business and you want to showcase it on the, on the Poetry Corner podcast, feel free to email me. The email is definitely on my website. Uh, my phone number is on my website for you to reach out to me and say, hey, you know, I want to be a part of the show. Or I want to be on the show. My phone line is always available. My email is always available, ladies and gentlemen, and I will definitely spotlight you. Most definitely. I got you. You know, 2023 is the year I give back to you guys. It's, it's definitely the year that I give back all the love and support you guys have given me through the years. You have pushed me to keep doing this even when I wanted to quit. You have pushed me to keep this podcast flowing, ladies and gentlemen, when I didn't even have the finances to do it, when I was living out of my car. And oh my goodness. give yourselves a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. You guys are amazing. You guys truly deserve the very best. And I'm going to give you the very best and then some in 2023. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, those were just some insights, some instances, if you will, on why it's best to quit when you're dealing with workplace conflict and how to circumnavigate workplace conflict. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all have a beautiful and blessed day. And I hope this, you know, these words of advice really touch your heart and can help you and guide you in your workspace. Remember, if a workplace is too toxic, choose peace over a paycheck. Find another form of employment or find a side hustle that you can do and choose peace once again over a paycheck. But I love you guys. I hope you all have a beautiful and blessed evening. Take care. Good night and God bless. Let us begin. Take my hand, dear Lord. Another heartbreak I just can't take. I gave my all to someone. I loved her truly. All for her to leave me in the very end. And now this pain is a heavy weight. I feel like giving up. Faithful hearted in a world where there's no love. No compassion. And no trust. Everyone is out for themselves. Wants everything that they think they should have. <laughs> That's too bad. It's so sad the kind hearted gets scarred for receiving someone with open arms. Meanwhile, the wicked yearn for likes from the world in the form of emojis and hearts. This world is falling apart. Or maybe I'm tripping. People acting indifferent. Shuffling broken hearts on their contact list. While saying that they're being independent. Being faithful these days is like a life sentence. People view love in the wrong way. But they want to call you when they're going through some things. In hopes that you can help them with their own pain. <laughs> it's such a shame. The games that they play. The image portrayed of memories will never be the same. Please, Lord. Take my hand. I might be capable of some things. I'm going through the motions. Father God, I need you to please take my hand. Let us begin. No more tears. We will step into the unknown with faith. We will no longer look to the future in fear. 
I will take you by the hand as we step into change. Although there will be setbacks, heartaches, and of course there will be pain. Although the storm may bear upon us, let us keep marching on. Forward through the darkness until we reach dawn. We will have the life we've always dreamed of, but only if we keep going. <laughs> I've endured loss and pain, and every one that's come into my life before you has brought the same thing. And I know you've endured more than you would have liked to. Even endured deep scars from a few lies or two. But our new beginning has the potential to be beautiful. <laughs> but it depends on the decision of you and me. Let's close our eyes and take this leap of faith and see where it leads. Let us begin. A 94 Cadillac sitting on Vogue's which accentuate the yellow ball lining right above. I keep it parked on the street corner right where dope is sold. The land all top fits it like a glove. <laughs> My mom worries for me, but I tell her to pray for me instead. I tell her I can handle my own, even though I'm not always level-headed, as she's always known. Although I wasn't always a street runner, I've had my fair share of running with the law. I stay in some trouble. Although I'd rather sit back with a shot of whiskey and avoid it all. <laughs> Sitting in my Cadillac at high noon, a fedora leaned to the side. A smooth demeanor with a little cocky arrogance. Street smart kid, but far from ignorant. Head full of dreams and a slight taste for everything opulent. <laughs> Tenant windows so I can comfortably peruse the world around me. I'm quite observant of everything and everyone right here in my vicinity. And no, I'm not seeking to be some my boss or some trailblazing gangster. I'm just a local trouble man that's well known within the streets and avenues of my own city. Let us begin. There will be a point in your life where you will reach a pivotal time. Things can change in an instant. It all relies on your decision. A delayed reaction causes your dream to remain stagnant. No one will do it for you. Therefore, take the step to make it happen. <laughs> Whatever your goals in this life, it's up to you to take action. Be the epitome of relentlessness. Keep striding on this road until you get there and let nothing stop you. Think freely without fear and you'll reach astronomical heights that you can't even imagine. Doubt spoken against you now only because they can't even fathom. And it's here that you stand today at a new day's axis. <laughs> the pinnacle of change. Decide right here and now how and when your dream will happen.